Hello everyone and welcome back to the CO2 Rundown. I'm your host Chad Owens. I hope you guys all had an amazing weekend and you're ready to go, ready to start fast on another beautiful week. Uh, man, lots to talk about, but I'm excited because I got my guy Steve inside the sports guru back with me. We get to chop it up, so be on the lookout for that interview coming up here shortly. So like we always do, let's dive on in to the CO2 Rundown. One of the most watched Winter Olympic athletes, two-time gold medalist, uh, Michaela Schifrin, was disqualified on her very first event, the giant slalom. Uh, she actually fell uh, while coming around one of those icy turns, and it's unfortunate because these, you know, these athletes, they put in work day in and day out and I'm pretty sure it was a routine turn for her and you know it happened but she wasn't the only one that fell and got disqualified of her she was one of 19 athletes that didn't make it down that run uh, but look she's got more events she's entering all five so she does still have a chance to chalk up another gold medal to make it three so you know what and she also talked about uh, yeah, the, the, the pressure of expectations because she is the favorite in this particular, you know, event. And, you know, but I, I think I've talked about the pressure to perform before. And it was, uh, you know, for the other Olympics as well. These athletes, you know, there's such high expectations from fans, family, friends, and, hey, of yourself, right? You, you, put, you put yourself out there and you expect yourself to go out there and get it done you know these olympic athletes these elite level athletes they don't do it to take second place they don't do it to, to be silver medalists they do it to be the best in the world and so her eyes is still set on doing just that and so michaela uh we all know you're gonna bounce back uh, like all elite level athletes do so hey just a little bump in the road, in this case, a bump in the mountain, but no worries. Uh, we're looking forward to seeing you bounce back. History was made yesterday as Moana Jones-Wong defeated Carissa Moore, who's our Olympic gold medalist and five-time world champion uh, at the Billabong Pro, at the Banzai Pipeline uh, on the WSL, that's the World Surf League uh, Championship Tour. First ever all-women's event. Uh, and this is big. This is big. It's, it's big for the sport of women surfing, who is on the rise right now. And Bonsai Pipeline, I talked about it in, in a Friday's segment. Bonsai Pipeline is like the proving grounds. It's where everyone from across the world wants to come and surf and experience the best wave in the world. And so these women had a chance to go out there and prove their stuff. And Moana, just congratulations. History has been made. And it was a nice payday. 80K. Woo-wee. Hey, champions doing championship things. Uh, congratulations. And uh, good luck. Because I know the Sunset uh, comp is coming up next as part of the Triple Crown. So good luck in that one as well. Countdown to the Super Bowl has begun. Today, um, they're taking interviews for both teams. Obviously, uh, head coaches, 
they got nine players from each team, including the starting quarterbacks. So uh, this is our first um, look at uh, both teams, kind of what's going through their mind right now and uh, in preparation for the Super Bowl. Like I told you guys last week, I, my gut is feeling that the Bengals are going to get it done. Something about Joe Burrow. Uh, just something about becoming the first, right? In the, in the history of sports, there's always the first to do this. The first to do that, right? And Joe Burrow could become the first player to win a Heisman Trophy, a national championship, and a Super Bowl. And that would be in a span of three years, like I said. So my gut's telling me the Bengals, but the Rams are at home. I want them to get it done. I think it's Matthew Stafford's time, OBJ, like I said. It's going to be a good game. It is going to be a good game. I cannot wait. Let's go. Records are meant to be broken, and that is exactly what University of Hawaii Rainbow Wahine basketball player Amy Atwell did the other night, uh, breaking Megan Tinian's all-time University of Hawaii three-point record, the three-point mark of 167 made three-pointers. Atwell hit three in the game, so she had 168 breaking the record. This is coming two weeks after her scoring her 1,000th point. And so she's just stamping her, her legacy here as the University of Hawaii Rainbow Wahine basketball player. Uh, unbelievable job. Congratulations, Amy. And uh, keep it going. Keep it going. Well, uh, yeah, I guess that was expected, right? In, the, in our UH Rainbow Warrior alumni baseball game, our alumni got dismantled 19-0. to zero. Uh, but it's all right. Hey, it was a chance for us to, to see this new Rich Hill style of ball. And, hey, he, although he held out two starters who are going to be uh, coming out and doing, doing their thing for us February 18th, it was a, an eventful day. I know it was a day that everyone just wanted to come out and get a sneak peek of what to expect this upcoming spring when the season uh, kicks off. So, look, exciting times ahead. The Rich Hill era has begun. And uh, to all my uh, alumni out there, hey, don't worry about it. Take it easy. And I saw, hey, Sam Spangler, bro, I see you out there. I see you out there doing your thing, man. So uh, congratulations on, on that. And, yeah, good luck coming up. Season's right around the corner. All right, it's that time of the show. I talked about it in my intro. I got my guy Steve inside, the sports guru. Joining me here, we're going to sit down, we're going to chop it up uh, about a couple of things. I just love chatting with Stephen just because of his knowledge of sports and his passion and love for our University of Hawaii teams, uh, all sports. And so, check out this interview. All right. Hey, my guy Stephen Sai, it's been a minute, brother. It has been a while, hasn't it? <laughs> How you doing? Hey, why, why? Did something happen, like, say, in the last month or so? I thought it was kind of quiet, though. No? Yeah, I don't know. It's been kind of quiet in the world of sports here locally. Nothing big <laughs> happened. Nothing big. <laughs> no, we're going to talk about that big story, uh, which has, has uh, turned into a lot of great energy. We're going to get there. Yeah. But first, we got some hoops. Some University yes. of Hawaii men's basketball to talk about. It was they a just dropped tough, two I mean... in a row on the road, man. Oh, so they went up there. They were um, they were six and zero. Oh, they were unbeaten. They were first place. Had a little rough patch. A little rough patch. They uh, 
lost two games. And they it's kind of weird. Um, they lost to Riverside. Riverside's big, big thing was they have a big guy. He's a seven foot one, two hundred ninety five pound center who's just getting in the way. They funnel everything to him, and he just gets in the way. And that's kind of weird because in today's game, basketball you never hear about the center anymore. It's it's a guards thing. It's an outside shooting thing. And this was kind of it's refreshing, but still disturbing for why that man that there's that guy they just could not move him out of the paint and he just disrupted them and when Hawaii couldn't shoot uh it's just it was just a tough loss yeah shot but, but they, I mean it that, but loss. they controlled didn't they pretty much they had leads right they, they had yeah the they leads. had a lot of leads the whole they game they played it. great throughout the whole yeah. game and just down the stretch yeah they fell apart and that was the same problem on Saturday when they lost to UC uh, Davis I think they had a 14 point lead in the second half just couldn't hold it just couldn't make the shots and that, that's unfortunate because this is a good team. It's not a team that lives and dies by um, who's the hot shooter. It's a team that lives and dies by how they share, how they care, how everybody works together. And unfortunately, uh, they, they they let the lead slip away, uh, and then they lost two in a row on the road. And that's tough. It's it's always tough on the road, but this was a tougher because I think these were two winnable games. Yeah, yeah, and that's always tough to swallow. Right? I know Coach Gannat going to be talking about that. You know, it's, you, you want to win the games that you're supposed to win. You know, mm-hmm. and in the tough games, you know, you find a way to battle it out. You find a way to, to get it done. That Play that scrappy style basketball at the end to get it done. And you know what? It's, it's all good. They can come home, lick their wounds, and uh, have the support of the home crowd, and which, is, which has been great, right? It's we been great. football players out there. We've got other yeah. athletes from other sports out there supporting each other. So that's what I, I love to see. Well, it'll be a little tough on this week because um, – Last week, uh, last time around, on the road, they beat Long Beach State. Since then, Long Beach State's won eight in a row, and they're coming into town this week. So it's going to be a nice while little we, challenge. Well, we're about to snap that streak. I feel <laughs> it. We, we, we got we to snap that streak. Hey, we got our six-game six run uh, snapped on the road, so we're going to do the same when they come come to Hawaii. So we got we well, to play key, well at home. You know what the key is going to be? Apparently, the key is going to be Timmy Chang because he's something like, Three and zero every time he goes to uh to the UH <laughs> yeah. event this year. That's so I don't it. know what the I don't know what Timmy Chang's doing, but he's apparently he's replaced Billy the Warrior. He's a he's been a good luck charm for them. <laughs> well, look, that is a perfect segue because that's exactly who we're talking about next, Stephen. Since Timmy Chang has arrived, so has this new energy. So has this new, just. It's something in the air right now, Stephen, and it's and it's and it's been going well. And you know what's different? Um, we all knew Timmy Chang when he was a 20, 21-year-old. And there was a lot of pressure on him because he was the, the local quarterback. And that's not – Hawaii is always tough on its quarterbacks. They're even tougher on the local quarterback. You can ask Brian Moniz how tough it was for him to adjust and everything. And Timmy had to go through a lot, but he set the records. Um, and the thing is, though, he was a little bit younger and, you know, little things are a little bit different, a little more emotional. But, but he's grown up. 20 years on the mainland playing other places, coaching in other places. He's really grown up, and, and I think he's matured, and he's, he's become the guy who's the right guy for the, um, for the job, it seems now, because he seems like he's the guy who has that youthful energy but now has the maturity. Yeah, it's, and it's a great combo to have, Stephen, you know, the, that, that youth, that energy, that passion, that you can, you can be a little, a little bit more relatable to the players, but he's got, it, he's got like, veteran experience he's been in this game for a long time playing and coaching and 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 the thing that he's got going from that he's been in other programs he's been on the mainland he's been 
you know, in Canada, right? So he's been he's all been over Canada the place. where he met his wife. He's been in Jackson, yeah. Mississippi. If you get a guy from yeah. St. Louis school yeah. who goes to Jackson, Mississippi, you know it's adjustment. Well, you know it's like living in Canada. It's an adjustment, and that's that's all the things. Great medical but here's care. What, there, but, but here's what adjustment. that tells you about this man is that he is dedicated to this to this job, to what he does, right? To, to coaching. It's what he said is his heart out to do is what he set his mind out to do. And he was willing to go wherever the next opportunity was. And, you know, he's got a supportive wife that, that allows mm -hmm. him to do that. And that, that, that's key in any coaching, uh, you know, sort of life because coaches are on the road, right? They're, they're here, they're there, they're bouncing around one program to the next. And, but this stop, he's home, family's home. And I'm just thrilled for uh, my boy TC and the Timmy Chang era, it's going to be fun. It's going to be exciting, Stephen. Hey, you know what offense, I do? Hey, Ian Shoemaker coming in from Eastern Washington. Hey, this offense, this run and shoot, RPO, high tempo blend, we, it, it's going to be fun. Because I've always liked coaches from the Northwest. You know, they've got so many great guys who've come out of there. Um, you know, so I think, hey, th that they're innovative over there. It's going to be kind of Dennis Erickson came out of there. You know, Mouse Davis came out of there. It's just when you're in that little corner of the world, you just got to be innovative. You got to try different things. That's that's the fun part of it. But what I also like is uh, Timmy's kind of got a, that kind of group. It was there from like the 2000 to 2005 or so. The he's he's got the, the Chris Browns, um, people like that who've and that's kind of like the beauty of how June Jones used to coach. June Jones knew the X's and O's and everything. As, as I think Chris Brown said, the locker room that belongs to the players. And you guys let the personalities come out. And, and yeah, it's quite a lot of great personalities at, at that teams. And guys who, you know, some guys were basketball players who became football players. It's, there's just so much in the locker room. Walk-ons, I don't know, there's some famous walk-on who became a kick returner, punt returner, receiver. But guys like that, they <laughs> found their way. They found their way. And that's that's the beauty. And I think those guys now are, be part of this coaching group, or some of them. And I think that's kind of exciting because – those guys who um, kind of, I mean, the game is, I mean, coaches can do so much, but the, only can do so much, but the players, they're playing the game. Things change. They're the ones that are taking the hits. They're the ones that have to execute, play under pressure on the lights, all, 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 all those things. And they've come through. And that but but it, it, works as a, it works as a great mesh, Stephen. The yeah. players reciprocate what the coaches give them, what the coaches allow them to do. Uh, and that, that that's why that's what it takes, you know? Um, and Timmy's assembling the right staff of, of coaches. That's going to bring the right type of energy that this locker room needs. And um, I just, you know, number one being the culture, the culture is back, you know? Mm -hmm. And, and I just, I, I feel it. I, I feel it, Steven. I think, I, know, think I, tell you I think we want to surprise a lot of people. Right. And I have nothing against Todd Graham as a coach. But it sounds like it always should be a partnership, a 50-50 thing with the players. And it sounded like he had 90% of the votes. And it doesn't mean he wasn't a great coach. It just meant it wasn't equal. There were, they weren't everyone buying into the same thing. There wasn't, you know, however coaching style he had, I know that didn't. Yeah, it, it, just wasn't, it wasn't like, the right fit. It just wasn't, it wasn't the, the right, right fit. It doesn't take away from what he, he is or what he can coach. It just wasn't the right fit. I mean, Timmy right. is. But the thing is, he's not done. He's not done. He's got to find a defensive line coach still. Um, he's got to find a safeties coach. And there's a receivers coach out there. He needs to fill that. And I don't know. Do you, do you know anyone who's like a receiver? Uh, 
that they can show, especially a guy who came up as as a walk on in Hungary. And um, um, he even talked about you when he got the job. He was talking about the walk on program during signing day, and he cited you because he says that's the thing. He says, you know, I know you've got a lot more life in you, but he told me, or he told everybody, he said, hey. Chad Owens is going to carry that chip on his shoulder the rest of his life. That's how much it is when you come in and, you know, they can call people preferred walk-ons. I don't really think that's a thing, but they can call you preferred walk-ons, walk-ons, scholarship guys. But there is a difference between scholarship and, and, and a walk-on and, guy. And, not, and those walk-on guys that, that, are hungry it. and they know things. And I don't know, if, if they were to ask you, you, would you be interested in helping out the alma mater? I mean – Absolutely, Stephen. I mean, I, I just think I'd love to be a part of this this new era. You know, this like I talked about this new energy, seeing the brotherhood that that and this is something that the players created, right? Like when the players create something like this, you know that there's a newfound energy. You know that there's a new excitement, a new motivation, and they have to create something new to sort of like get rid of the old the funk, whatever they're in. Now it's like a new it's just, a, it's just a new era. And, you know, it's, it's going to be a lot of fun. That's all I keep seeing and thinking is fun and exciting, fun and exciting. And, yeah, I'd love to be a part of that staff. I'd love to be a part of, you know, helping groom, you know, if it's a receiver coaching position, grooming these receivers to being the best receivers in the country, to being the hardest working guys out there, to being, you know, um, just detail-oriented, you know, always about, you know, never satisfied, always wanting to learn more and do more because, you know, because you're capable. You have to believe that you're capable of doing more, uh, you know, than what you're asked. So, yeah, it'd be, it'd be fun, Stephen. So we'll see. We'll, well see. We know you one know? thing at least. There will be at least one Chad Owens on the roster next year. <laughs> That's right. My son is out there, man. He's, he's doing his thing. He's, he's excited. He's been you know, grinding it out every single morning. And so he's just, he's just excited, man. I, my wife, we see him. Even my, my, my friends, he said, Chad, like, I see a new, I, your son just looks renewed because he's got this smile on his face. He's glowing. He's rocking his, you know, his, his UH attire every day. Since he started, every single day, that's all he wears. Every single day. You know, it's, it's been his dream to, to play college football. Uh, and so seeing this new energy from him on a daily is, is uplifting. I, th- I think that's what makes me even more excited to, to, you know, want to be a part of this. I think it'd be special if I could, you know, be, be around my son every day out there, um, you know, doing his thing, doing it together. It's a passion we both share. So, yeah, it would be it would be very special. But you're right. At least at least one Owens is going to be out there representing. <laughs> well, you know, one other thing I also like about this team. I know they talk about the brotherhood and and everyone thinks it's a kind of a local thing. It kind of isn't. It's it's a Hawaii football thing because um, the guys who embraced it the earliest were the Texas guys, Texas Louisiana guys. I mean, they're the ones that with the hashtag, you know, the brotherhood. And I thought that was kind of interesting that you know it wasn't just limited to like you know ties to Hawaii or being, you know, local or whatever, however you want to find local. It's, hey, if you're, you're part of the family once you're on the team. And I, and I thought that was kind of – I was really impressed with a lot of the guys from Texas who you would think 
if they were even going to stay, I didn't even know if they were going to stay, but the fact that they will not just want to stay, they want to be part of this adoptive family and that they're having a great time here. I think that that really speaks for uh, the strength of this, is, of this, you know, brotherhood. Yep. I love it. I love it all moving forward, Stephen. So uh, exciting times ahead. I can't wait for spring ball to come around and, and uh, give the fans the first look at this new brotherhood rainbow warrior football team. And so with that, Stephen, I want to say thank you. I appreciate you always. And um, yeah, we'll see what happens, man. You never know see what, what happens. the future holds. <laughs> All right. Take care. All right, Stephen. Thanks for we'll talk soon. All righty. Oh. And that is it for today's show. I want to thank you all so much for tuning in. But before I let you go, I got to give a huge mahalo to my show sponsor, Long's Drugs. Uh, it's official. Yeah, th this entire time, haven't really had an official CO2 rundown sponsor. And now I got one. So Long's Drugs, I just want to say thank you for having my back and sponsoring the show. Uh, thank you so much. Guys, go support Long's Drugs. Support local. Get all your shopping. Get all your needs. Get all your game day goodies at Long's Drugs. Thank you so much. I'll see you guys come Wednesday. Aloha.